Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast, where we equip girls in knowing their identity and calling. I'm your host, Caroline Hare, the founder of Waves Girls Conference. It's a joy to bring some encouraging conversations, messages, and coaching that will give girls tools for life and ministry. We believe that you can start making waves for Christ in your home, community, and world today. We have some amazing guests that are doing just that. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to ask that you would leave a five-star review and share this episode with at least one friend that you think might like it or need it. I'd also love to connect with you on Instagram, so find me at Caroline Hare or at Waves Girls Conference. Okay, let's get on with our conversation. Well, hey girls, I cannot believe we are on season six of the Waves Ministry Podcast and I have my friend Megan Dobbs has joined us today. I'm so excited. Hey, Megan. Hi. I'm so excited. So pumped. Y'all, I got to tell you, I'm not even sure how I found this girl, but (laughs) (laughs) I really think you found me is what it was. Like I honestly, um, at some point I I connected with her on social media. I found her. She has an amazing um, Instagram that I started following, I think in like 2020 or something. And um, it's called A Trail of Confetti. And I was like, this girl is such a cool person. Like at that time, she was a school teacher. She was like a fashion blogger and fashion like stylist. And then she was doing like a lot of health coach stuff and had this health journey she'd been on. But then I started noticing like every now, like she'd be sharing some scriptures. And I was like, okay, this chick is not just fashionable, but like she loves Jesus. And I'm like, wow, there's not a lot of people in that industry that, that are representing <laughs> Jesus, you know, all the time. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. And so, um, she is just an amazing woman of God. And I am so excited, um, just to have her on. And so Megan, Um, Thank you for being on the podcast today. And I just got to ask, like, tell us a little bit more about yourself. I know I listed off a few things that you do, but tell us a little bit about you. Well, thank you for having me. I mean, I've got your email. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so honored. That's so cool. Um, Yes. Okay. So I am kind of what I like to say, jack of all trades, master of none (laughs) a bit. So um, it's been interesting because when I've talked to branding people, they're very much want me to like zero in and I just have stood my ground. I'm like, no, I'm just, for you. I'm kind of, I, I have a vision. I've prayed about it and I take their wisdom, but also keep my, you know, vision at, at, at bay. But so trail of confetti started, um, years ago, I think like 2019, right before mm-hmm. pandemic and, um, kind of, I came out of a breakup sorts. And, um, I was 32 at the time. So I was down the aisle and, um, he was a toe in, which I found (laughs) out, but anyways, I was so insecure about that. But what it did, um, is it propelled me, which God is so cool in how he uses our suffering. Um, but it propelled me into this, like, what is my purpose here? Because I think I realized I was waiting so long to just be a wife. And I had this moment of like, there's got to be more to this life than just being a wife. Being a wife is awesome. Can't wait. Um, But in that, the Lord had been stirring up for me, like um, this desire to work with women and and, and kind of girls of all ages. And so I started pouring into them. I had 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 the domain name, A Trail of Confetti, because I thought I was going to be an event planner. So I like snagged it and bought it. And had my uncle help me with the website and um, quickly realized when I started coordinating weddings, I was like, nope, mm -mm, not for me. (laughs) 
Not for I'll me. Just say, Get out. I'll just no. be a bridesmaid. I'm a professional bridesmaid. Um, <laughs> and so I'm going to stick with that route. But it was really cool because the Lord kind of t- kept that name and started to work, um, work with me through like, what does that mean? And it gave me this picture of Jesus that that's like, that is what he did. He left this trail of confetti. And so what I mean by that is like, like you said, I was a teacher for 11 years, just stepped out last year. Um, loving teacher. I think it's the most amazing and rewarding underpaid just slide that in job, <laughs> but I loved being a teacher. Um, but the idea of confetti and glitter, you, like if you have confetti in your classroom, you would find it everywhere. Like it never left. It never leaves. It's just somehow it appears. And I was thinking about that with, with Jesus when he would come through, as you read through scripture, like mm-hmm. he, it's that fragrant aroma. It's that confetti of, you know, he'd have these mic drop moments and he, he just left um, an impression and he modeled how we should love. And I, you know, we'd heard those buzz phrases of like, throw kindness around like confetti. And I just was like, why do people say that? Like, <laughs> and you know, and it just is yeah. that like it sticks, it doesn't go yeah. away. And it just is that. So that is kind of where I, I kept that name and started to let it evolve. The other part of my story is my weight. And I am such an accessory queen and a shoe queen because they always fit. <laughs> when always. clothes didn't fit, accessories fit. And I feel like the accessories are a confetti to your outfit. So it's just been this ever evolving um, platform of, of sorts where I've gotten, I've just had this desire to share. And I think that that's how he's given me compassion and grace for myself is by sharing my heart. Um, so started as one thing and then God got involved and here we are. That's so beautiful. I love that. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. I, I told her, I was like, this is such a cool story. I was like, I, as I've pieced it together, I was like, man, I was like, there's something powerful in that. I had a moment, um, back a few years ago as a youth pastor where I had in my office at the time, um, a high school girls Bible study and, we would do highs and lows of the week, like something good, something Mm -hmm. bad that happened that week at the beginning of small group. And I remember if no, if you didn't have any lows, I used to say, this is me throwing confetti at you. And I'd like (laughs) hand to throw confetti at them. Well, I went away on a trip and the next week when I came back, they had all gotten together and had gotten confetti and they were waiting on me to say it to someone. And I did. And they just tossed confetti (laughs) all over my office. And Wait, it, that's was amazing. Like, it was hard floor. It was like that concrete, um, mm-hmm. floor. And I mean, there was confetti trailed through the church building mm-hmm. for months. <laughs> and so it's funny. Like when I first found your Instagram handle, I was like, I feel this at a large level, like <laughs> seen it, but you're right. Like, I love that analogy with Jesus and, and what he brings and how he just sprinkles confetti and how that aroma mm-hmm. just spreads. I love that. Okay. So tell me, I know for, for us, like you travel quite a bit, it seems like, and I know I do too, but I'm curious, like, what is your favorite, like song, go-to song to listen to on a road trip? Like, what is it? Okay. Here's the deal. I don't really discriminate. Um, I love road trips. Um, I often do like traveling by myself because I have a, can have like a concert. So if there's people with me that are in like ready to be involved in the concert as well here for that, but (laughs) I love all, I will go to like Broadway is a big one. I feel like I really shine in the like late nineties to early two thousands. Like give me in sync and Britney Spears. (laughs) 
Because I know everywhere. We could roll together then. We totally could. (laughs) We could totally take a trip together. I might bust out some choreography, but I'm a very good driver. But I would say I kind of have like, you know, as I'm depending on what type of road trip we got. Um, But I love music. I always have. And so I, I am like a full on car karaoke situation. I love road trips. That is so (laughs) great. That is amazing. Um, some of that music was just playing in home goods last night when I was there and I started like singing and dancing and, um, it was just, I was like, I was like, I can't contain it. Like, how can you contain this? Um, you can't, you must bring it out. (laughs) Okay. So this year, um, for waves ministry, we've really been focusing on, um, just this more than concept of, um, just, being more than whatever it is that, that you've, you could fill in the blank. So I have to ask you, like, if you had to fill in the blank, I am more than a blank. What would that be? So I kind of have two answers, but they do go together. Okay. Um, is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> so of course I can't just zero in on one, my typical. Um, but I would say I am more than my body and I am more than singleness. Wow. And, um, so yes, and, and those tie together, like in my testimony, um, because a lot of, for so long, what I attributed to my singleness was my weight. Wow. Like that's what my mm-hmm. issue was. And so it's crazy that they've kind of um, coincided, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, I would say those two. Well, I think it's interesting like that you connected those two because a lot of times we do think like, okay, well, I'll get this if I do this. And so it's, it, it does kind of connect that way. Um, so for you, like, when have you tried to put your identity um, in your body or in your singleness um, and identify yourself as that way? I mean, pretty much my whole life. I'm, I would say my story with weight, um, I mean, I was a very vibrant kid. Again, loved to dance and entertain, started young. Um, but in elementary school, got made aware. I mean, I was a bigger kid, but I didn't quite know that I was bigger um, uh-huh. until it was made aware to me by some kids. Kids can be mean, bless them. Yeah. I'm sure they're doing great now, but um, I then kind of shrank back. Mm-hmm. And so as I got older, you know, as I was growing, I was still, I was still just a heavy kid, heavy girl, and um, felt very insecure about that. And in, in my families, like I have an amazing family. I love my family. I have amazing friends, but in their efforts to help, there was a lot of hurt. Yeah. Um, and so, cause people just raise healthy kids, but, um, without shaming them. And I felt a lot of shame. And so as I got older, you know, I just, what I, what little Megan had heard was that your worth and your value is found in your weight, how you look. And so it was what I told myself was, well, I'm not getting asked out on dates because of my weight. I'm not getting asked to dances because of my weight. Um, you know, and so I was fed this, you know, truth, you know, you like to say it's Mm -hmm. a lie, but it's a truth that, you know, guys are visual. And so that, and it just was this constant, like, well, you could fix this, you know? And so it was my fault, you know? And so that's where it's the body is connected to the singleness and even being 35 and still single. I, it is a constant prayer because, and I've worked on this even in counseling of like, you know, I, my brain has connected that I'm not married because of 
the way that I, my, my size and my weight. And I always felt bigger than most of the guys. And to which my counselor was like, well, you think pretty highly of yourself if you just think it's your, your weight. I'm like, Oh my goodness. You need a good little, little punch from your counselor. Yeah. Like you are correct. You're, you're right. Um, but yeah, it's been, um, an, a season of unlearning. I think, um, I was, prioritizing for a long time truths of the world instead of truths of the word. Um, and I use the word truths because I think we like to say lies, right? Lies of the world, but they're actually what the world believes and right. is throwing our way. And so um, it didn't just help to be like, no, that's not true. That's not, well, it is like in the world's mind, this is the right. way we should look, but you have to get to a place where, where is that found in scripture? And I have yet to find a scripture that tells me my waist measurement. It's not in there. So just learning how to combat those with the word. Wow. That's so good. So what were some of the expectations you put on yourself or that you had others put on you in regards to your weight or in regards to your singleness? Um, I put expectations that I wasn't, I don't know if expectations are, or if I'm using it the right way, but I wasn't going to get the things that I wanted. Like it was this, this punishment of sorts mm. that, you know, my gluttony as some would like to say it, or, you know, it was, it's hard. Your weight is just on display. So my sin struggle was <laughs> this for everyone to see and to comment on. Um, and so there was this expectation on me. Um, that I just, I think I wanted so, so much for people to see other things about me, but mm-hmm. it just, it's like people couldn't see past, you know, my weight. Wow. And now I will say, I did not, did not let it hold me back. I had great friends. I had great guy friends. I just never expected that I would get a date or that anyone would like me or, and wow. so I just always went into that mindset. And so I think I, I did not let anyone in because if I don't let anyone in, then I'm not going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. And so I think there was this, and even as I've become a health coach, which is so cool because I remember praying in high school, we did these things called beach retreat and I, um, loved them. We went to Gulf Shores, I think, or yeah, I can't remember. We went to Alabama or Fort, one of the two. Um, and I went as a high schooler, loved it so much. Um, and then went back as a counselor. I remember talking with one of these girls and, um, I said, you know, I am praying that cause I was still overweight at that time. And I was like, I'm praying God wastes nothing. So I'm praying that I get an opportunity to use this for something like the struggle cannot go void. And so as I've become a health coach, like I still have to work on my mindset that, you know, as I've lost weight and I have, I have taken the focus off weight and, and put it on health. Um, but I still catch myself of like, oh, well, I'm getting asked out on a date because I've lost, you know, mm-hmm. hundred pounds. So, and I, what I realize where God steps in is it's like, no, that yes, that may be true from the world's perspective. But what I see in you is that you are your best self. You are seeing yourself as I see you. That's good. And I always saw you, hated you, despite your outer shell of sorts. But, um, so there's still, there's still this process of unlearning. Um, I think it's C.S. Lewis who says your walk with the Lord starts over every morning. Yeah. Right. So 
I have to take it to him still. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> come a long way. Every day. Okay. So every day. When did you, when did you realize, like, when was the light bulb moment for you that you were more than just your weight and more than just your singleness? Like when was, did that click for you? I mean, I know you said the, the breakup, but was there, I don't know. The breakup, um, I think was the first time I experienced brokenness. Mm-hmm. I had, I had been hurt, but I, you know, had experienced brokenness and there wasn't a whole lot of clarity in the breakup. So I, like I said, filled it with what, what I had always been taught because of my body. Right. Um, so I don't know that there was ever just a light bulb moment other than, um, I was listening to someone speak. I can't, I don't remember if it was a podcast or a sermon, but, um, she said often where, you know, the Lord wants to use you most is where Satan presses in the hardest. Right. And so I kind of started to realize, hold on, like I need to, I need to have a mindset shift of, I can use this for his glory. I can take people along my journey. I can post pictures. I used the fact that I get in outfits and actually voluntarily put them on Instagram. I think I'm in my swimsuit on Instagram. Like what? That would have (laughs) never, ever happened. But it's that whole idea of when you keep things in darkness, like he just, Mm -hmm. Satan breeds on that. And I just was like, no, I have got to bring things to light. And so I just, it's been an ever evolving. I don't know if it was a light bulb um, other than it was realizing, okay, Lord, how can I use this for good? How can I, how can I help people not be 35? I mean, I would say my, this, this freedom of sorts kind of came a couple years ago, but not have to wait until their thirties, right? which has been the most fun decade ever, but not have to wait (laughs) and kind of waste their twenties, you know, you know, saying like, there's gotta be more than just losing weight. Like, right. You know, and we're always going to be critical of our bodies because we are human and we are sinful. Um, but it's taking it to his feet daily. Like Satan doesn't take a day off. No, but neither does the Lord. And so, you know, so I think it's been that shift for me of, I have gained so much compassion for younger Megan because I've shared her story and she was doing the best she could. Like, yeah, I'm so proud of her. Um, but I do love where he's brought me, but at the same time, the more you push towards kingdom work, the more he's like, okay, <laughs> right. Let me, you know, he comes right. after you. So of course, I love that. I think that is so beautiful. Cause I mean, I think that so many times like girls really do, um, and it's not just girls, dudes do it too, but, um, we, we don't realize that we're actually starting to break free as we step forward. Just even if it's a brave step, um, you know, I remember I, I used to be like super, I just had body shame, like just Mm -hmm. straight up body shame. Like I, I, most of my twenties, I wore like swim skirts, which if you wear a swim skirt, more power to you, but I didn't need to. You know, and it was just because I was insecure and it was something, something broke in me at some point. And I was just like, it is what it is. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I I think for you, like to step forward in that and be like, okay, 
we're going to get freedom when we bring this to the light. And I love that God is using, um, and, and you're right. So many times God does this where he takes like the thing that has been weakest in us and he makes it our strength. He makes it our testimony, you know? Um, and I think that's so amazing for you. So what was the process of breaking free from your identity, being in your weight and being in your singleness and starting to like own the being a child of God first and foremost, like what was the freedom process for you? So I had a friend share with me, um, when I was kind of walking through that, that season of hurt, um, she's like, you know, there's such an importance to meditating on the word and filling your heart and mind with scripture. Because when you in, in that calm, because when you hit that storm, not a lot, comes in. And so when I hit that storm, the verse that kind of came forefront for me was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, a good BBS memory yeah. verse. You know, trust the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your understanding. All your ways acknowledge Him. He'll make your path straight. And what stood out to me in this season was lean not. That's good. And I have spent so much of my life leaning on my own understanding and giving reasons to why things are happening and kind of taking that spot, kind of having that savior mentality of this is, this is why. And he really, the, the process has been, what does it look like to lean not on my own understanding? And so what that looks like is bringing my understanding here recently. I've been like, okay, Lord, here is my understanding. This doesn't happen. And this is not, like, I just like list them all out. And I'm like, but I'm, I am trusting in you. And I want you to make my path straight. And so kind of taking those verses that we've heard and prioritizing my time with him. Um, I think that I can get, I love people. I love being social. I love Bible studies and all of that. But I felt like he was like, you and I, I need you. Um, And so we need to dig in. And it doesn't have to be reading through the whole Bible, which I am doing now. Wow. I'm really working on that. But. In those moments, it was like, let's take a verse. Do you, do you believe in what you read? Do you believe, I know you believe in me. I know you have faith in me, but do you believe I want good things for you? Or do you just believe that, you know, there's, that I'm just withholding all the things? Like, I just think I realized my crack in my belief system that I, right. I you know, I, I needed that shift from transactional to transformational where it's yeah. like, are you just coming to me for this, like add to cart, you know, situation, right? <laughs> Get it. Amazon. I want it now. Um, or is, are you, are you coming to me in the, so that I can transform your heart? I can shift your desires of your heart. Like I did not think that I would be 35 and still single. That is not what was on my mash napkin. That was not on any yeah, of the things, no. right? I was going to, I wanted to, I graduated college. I wanted two years to play. And then when I hit 24, 25, I would allow myself to get married. And then, you know, we'd go from there. And, um, let me tell you, I just want to encourage someone on here. You will not die if you turn 30 and are not married. I know this oh. because I am still alive. Um, me too. But, girl. <laughs> <laughs> me too. It's been so, so and fun and more than I could ask or imagine. And, um, that's good. So yeah. Great. I love that. Okay. So I know for, for anyone, like this has been a process for you. And so like 
for, for other people, like what are some takeaways that have helped you stay grounded and like unwavering and not putting your identity and your weight and in your singleness? Cause I know whenever we do, um, cause I've had similar struggle as you before mm-hmm. and like in those two departments, but just, I know it's easy whenever you do have like another moment where there's a hiccup in that part where it's easy to swing backwards to what your mm-hmm. old belief system used to be. And it's like, I just want to know like, what has been your takeaway that like has helped you stay grounded and unwavering in your identity being in God first? So Definitely one was what I mentioned about that time with him. Like that is something that doesn't go away. So whether I'm on vacation, whether I, you know, I'm not in my routine, that somehow that I, I prioritize that. Um, whether it's long or short, I have gotten to a place where I long for it, which has been really cool. And so, so I would say spending it with him. I love that being first off for me. That's just how my day rolls. But something really cool that I learned in my thirties is this idea of holding both, both and. And so I would say for me, like when I was walking through healing, I had this idea that, oh, I, I'm not, I'm still sad. So I must not be healed. Well, no, like you can, you can be healed through Jesus and still be sad about your circumstance. Right. I can hold both of those things. And so um, I think where I circle back to my body and my singleness is I can tell you, like, I still struggle with my body image. Like I, I was a hundred pounds heavier at one point. And so I have stretched skin and I have marks and I have dimples and I have all the things on my body. Um, And so it's a daily, (laughs) again, conversation. I'm sure the Lord just giggles at me. Um, daily conversation, but I feeling in one hand, just this love of where I'm at in my life and that he does not desire me to be perfect. And so my body has just character. It just has character. That's what it has. And I love being, I love who I've gotten to be. And so I'm enjoying and I'm loving my single life and getting to go and do, um, and, and pursue opportunities that I don't know that I would do if I had a husband and kids. So I'm holding that in my left hand, but in the same breath in my right hand, my desire for marriage has never been stronger. Um, yet I'm ready for that where I don't think I've ever been ready. And mainly because of my body, um, I've wanted it and I've dated, but I feel like, um, I have released that. And so Satan is, he's still throwing darts like nobody's business. Even he's even grown stronger because I'm, I'm, I'm getting stronger. Um, but I just, that, that idea of, of holding both and of walking with him and my prayer life has become so conversational. And Mm -hmm. so yes, he's our King and he's our savior, but he also says he's our friend. And so I feel like it's been this like journey of friendship. So I think that's what keeps me grounded is because I feel so relational with the Lord. And so I can talk to him about the silly girl things and right. But you know, so I would say that like bringing it all to him. That's so good. I love that. Well, and that's the thing is like whenever he is anchoring you um, and you stay in constant communion with him, it's easier not to waver and not to, to get off course in that because you're automatically just taking it to him. It's like, okay, this came up. 
here it is. Let me just toss yeah. it back over to you. So yeah. I just love that. Well, Megan, thank you so much for sharing with us. And um, I just yeah. want to know for the, and I, I can't wait to share this with a couple specific girls that I'm thinking about that I'm like, man, um, they need to hear this. Um, so I just thank you for sharing your story. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah. What, how can people follow you? How can people keep up with your journey and your story? Um, how can they connect with you? So on Instagram, I am a trail of confetti. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had many people ask me to just change it to my name, many things. And I have just held strong because wow. I love it. So I would say that's probably where I'm most. Um, and then I do have a website again, trailofconfetti.com. But I would say Instagram is probably my biggest. I just love it. I love social media. I mean, that's how, how we connected, which that's is right. so cool. So. I, love that. I love that. Well, thank you again. And girls, I can't, um, I can't wait for you to just absorb all that she's had to say and just start really walking in being more than uh, just your body, more than your singleness, more than whatever that thing is that you fill in the blank. Um, we are just um, thankful that we're more than those things. We're, we're children of God. So y'all have an awesome, awesome day and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com and our social media at Waves Girls Conference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.